Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. And Daniel, how you doing today? How you doing? Boy. Fair to say that we are on cloud nine. We hear buckets. You got any buckets in the house? Because I I don't. I cleaned them all out. uh, All gone. Listen, don't act like I didn't use them during that game. But... But they're just sitting over in the corner right now because now's the time for, for the celebratory buckets. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like now's the time. Um, gosh, it was not as I predicted it. It was not 41 to 10. But I can't imagine it feeling any better than it does no. right now. Clint. No. And, no. And I can't uh, imagine being any more excited being here every single day this week to talk about it. Uh, a quick preview, quick preview for those of us who are new to the podcast. Daniel and I are not insiders. We're not recruiting gurus. Uh, we're none of that. And uh, usually Monday or Tuesday, we do a, a recap of the games. And on Tuesday, we look ahead to this week's game. Daniel, are we going to talk about Missouri the first two days at all? I can't imagine. I mean, I know Kirby has moved on to sure. Missouri. And Kirby is anxious to tell you about what a great team Missouri has. And that's fine. I don't play for Kirby. Like he's not my coach. He is the coach he of can't, my team, but he's he he can't make me run wind sprints and gassers. I was just so, gonna say I have no punishment coming my way for continually talking about the beatdown that we gave Florida, Daniel. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go ahead and do that. So if that's the kind yep. of thing you're into, if you hate Florida, like we hate Florida. If Florida sucks. you struggle to remember the last time that Georgia, that Florida beat Georgia the way that we struggle to remember the last time that Florida beat Georgia, um, uh, then this is the podcast for you. We're a podcast mm-hmm. for fans, by fans, and we would love to hear about your experience watching the Florida game. Were you in Jacksonville? Were you at home on the couch? Um yeah, we would love to hear your thoughts. Email us at lockedonbulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. Many of you already have. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we'll do a mailbag on Wednesday. We'll take all of your questions, all your thoughts, all your comments. You can get them in uh, for us for that. You can like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating, leave us a review. Share the podcast with a friend, retweet us on Twitter, do whatever you want. Uh, it doesn't really matter at this point. We're going to be here. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Florida every day this week. Clint, I cannot wait any longer. No. Let us get into it now. No, please. The first segment, Daniel, uh, we're going to recap. But how many words does it take you to summarize this last Georgia-Florida game? You know that old game show, Name That Tune? I, I feel it's like a great, that's the kind great of like... Show. Clint, I'm here to tell you that I can I can summarize this game in three words. Ooh, I think that's I, good. I think I can do it in three words. Um, my three words are third and Mm. Grantham. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, is third and Grantham a myth? I ask you, is it a, is it a hoax invented by the media? Is it, is it something that Georgia fans just dreamed up? Is this, is this sour grapes that I, that I'm talking about here? Are we mad? That we don't have him as DC right now. <laughs> are we? Are, are we, we mad? mad? We bitter? Nope. No. Nope. Good riddance to you, sir. Have you fun. are not. 
You were not welcome here. You could not be the linebacker's coach. You could not be an associate uh, on the staff. No. We would not. We would no. not pay you to watch tape uh, for us. Do you know why? Because on third down, this man, he he does exactly. He is exactly who we thought he was. Correct. Uh, he's Todd. Freaking Grantham and Jake Fromm just said, thank you, sir. May I have another? And by another, I mean another third and long opportunity, which I will convert. Do you understand, Clint, that we were 12 of 18 on third down in this game? That doesn't really tell the whole story. Is 12 of 18 good? Oh, it's it's insane good. That's that's statistically an anomaly in most people's world, Daniel. That's unheard of. What if I told you that um, uh, many of those situations were third and long to the tune that Jake Fromm, Clint, was 10 of 13 passing on third down. 10 of those 12 conversions came huh. via the pass. He was 10 of 13 passing on third down for 119 yards, Clint. Seems seems good, Daniel, but I I don't know. It just seems to scream off the page. Averaging nearly 12 yards per completion on third down. Um, Clint, uh, it was the entire game. From start to finish. Literally the first drive, yes. First drive of the game, first series of the game, it was run, stuff, run, stuff. Lawrence Cager. Mm-hmm. This would be a theme. Which, by the, way, Cager, by the way, moment of silence for Cager being the best wide receiver in all college football. Moment Come of silence me. for everyone who has to play against Lawrence Cager for the rest of his long and very profitable career. Yes. Also, Lawrence Cager, way to just get you some millions, buddy. Just hey, way to get paid. Don't forget about your buddies here at the Lockdown po- Podcast when you <laughs> we're when, here when you make it to the big time. Uh, he hits Lawrence Cager on the very first uh, possession of the game, and then there's another third down, Clint, mm-hmm. right on the very next possession, and he hits, I believe, Demetrius Robertson on a deep out. That was On just a, dime. a beautifully run route. I thought our wide receivers couldn't get any separation. DBU, all the things. I heard all the hmm. things. And then there was Demetrius Robertson. These are third and nine, third and ten, third and twelve, Clint. All the way to the end of the game when it was third and seven. Yep. And Gary Danielson... put his sorry behind on national television, and he said the words, Clint, and I quote, do you dare let Jake Fromm throw the ball in this situation? Mm -hmm. And I said, you sorry son of a bitch. You are about (laughs) to see what Jake Fromm can do. Because Kirby, after the game, said exactly what we were all thinking. Kirby said, I have a chance to win the game. I trust my quarterback. He can make a throw. Come at me. I'm going for the jugular, Todd. 
And guess what Todd did? He did come at him. And guess uh-huh. what our guess what our offensive line and running backs did? They did pick up the blitz just like Stone they always fools. did. And then Jake put a dime in the hands of Eli Wolf, and the game was over. Clint third, and Grantham strikes again. He is the worst third-down defensive coordinator in the history of college football, and may he ever be an assistant coach at a rival school to the University Correct. of Georgia. Last year, Daniel, we were starting a GoFundMe account to keep our boy down at Georgia Tech for another oh, yeah. decade. Sorry. Right? RIP, Paul. Sorry you didn't make it. Sorry you didn't make it. Our GoFundMe didn't make it. But, dog fans, let's just. How do we keep Todd, the DC of Florida, and Dan, the head coach of Florida? We'll get to that a little later on. Uh, but, Daniel, my how many words do I need? I'll see your three. And I'll go two. I need two oh words. You trying Just to one up me here? I'm trying to one up you. Now it's a conjunction, so I, you know, uh, mm. let's eat. Let's mm. eat, just, Daniel. Ca- just carrying right on the theme that you had just all week last week. All week, I was on this game, and I was telling you how excited I was because I wanted to see suffocating D. Uh, mm. Did we? Did we get that, Daniel? Did we get suffocating D happening? I don't know when running when the running backs run the ball for what what are we dealing with like thirty yards rushing was uh-huh. their leading rusher, correct? They had I believe they had like eleven yards rushing total in the game total total with the, uh, the sacks uh huh that yep. we had uh, no let me let me go down and dog fan here's why you should be ecstatic about this team and why Daniel and I in the offseason said this defense may be come one of our all-time favorite defenses. Uh, let me run down the list. Points per game, first in the SEC, averaging 11. Let me say that again. 11 points per game. That doesn't feel like very many. No. Daniel, is college football a game of 9-6 scores a lot? It ain't, it ain't anymore. Nope, no. not anymore. Y'all, that was the the time of yesteryear. 11 points per game. Total yards, we are first, averaging 268 yards given up a game. Jake Fromm had more passing than that in this game. Daniel? Yeah, he did. uh, We have, now these are my favorite three. Oh, my gosh. Third down conversion rate. So on the amount of times a team has converted third down on us, 29.7% first in the SEC. Daniel. Compare that. Compare that to twelve for eighteen, Clint. Which is which is greater? Which, which greater? What 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 way does that little arrow go? How does the Pac Man eat? You know the number. Just twenty nine point seven percent red zone conversion rate. So when a team gets in the red zone, how many points do they score? Sixty one percent first in the SEC. Now that's in, that's that's just points. That's not touchdown. That's any points whatsoever. Okay, sixty one percent. Now let's get to red zone touchdown conversion rate, Daniel. Oh my. 30, 30%. 30%. 30%. Guys, if you are not thrilled, just jawing it up, yakking it up, talking about every single from defensive line to linebackers to secondary. If you are not thrilled and excited for this defense, I don't know what to tell you. Statistically, they are freakish. The eye test, they are freakish. They are suffocating, not letting any offensive line control them. It is incredible what we are doing right now. Let's eat are my two words, Daniel. 
Florida was two for nine on third downs in that game. Both of their conversions came on the final drive of the game. Uh, We held them to three points leading into the fourth quarter. When Dan Mullen was intentionally bleeding the clock so that his team would not have an opportunity to win because he's the coach of the year. Uh, Before that, they were 0 of 7 on third down. Hmm. LaMichael Pirine, their running back, who's just as good as DeAndre Swift, is what I heard. He had 31 yards rushing. Um, He gained 19 of those yards on that final clock-killing drive that he had. Going into the final drive of the game, you hear, hear the words that I'm saying to you. He had 12 uh-huh. yards rushing. <laughs> oh. He had 12. Um, we had infinity more sacks than they did in this game. <laughs> you and I, Daniel, had, had as much we sacks equaled. as we equaled, we equaled Florida. <laughs> um, our defense is not flashy, and it does not make, nope. the, it does not make huge game-changing plays. We do not have a million pick sixes. We do not, which, you know, like Kirby's all about the havoc. We're not creating a ton of havoc, but we just won't let you score. That's That's the thing that we do. Quick question. What's the point of Mm. a defense, Daniel? Just real quick. I don't, I think Mm -hmm. it's, I think the point of football, I'll go one, one up on you. I think the point of football is to score more points than the other team scores. Now that, so so if my defense doesn't allow you to score points, keep going. And and we score points. Okay. Then Something. that's good for footballing. Now I see. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. Now good. we're there. I, I, we're there. I now understand. Uh, if you if you guys are UFC fans, back in the day, Randy Couture was not a sexy UFC fighter, but you know what he just did? He just smothered people to death. He was like an anaconda, just kind of mm-hmm. silently and slowly wrapping around you and just choking you to death. And and we're not the sexiest beast in the world, but we are going to suffocate you and strangle you to death. All right. We will, we will be right back. We have so much more to say about this game. Obviously we're going to be talking about it for days on end, but we can't go any further in this podcast without talking about Dan Mullen, Clint, because we haven't mentioned Dan Mullen's name hardly at all. Oh, let's get there, Daniel. All right, Daniel. All right. Dan, Clint. our boy Dan Mullen. Dopey Dan, the clown. I didn't tell you this last week. Last week, my son is really into making comic books. I have an eight-year-old son. He's really into creating comic. He's like r- draws his own comic book, writes his own comic books. He's really into it. And he came up to me on Tuesday of last week. And this, honest to God, this is the truth. And he said, Dad, I made a new comic book. And this happens you know, five times a week, I hear that sentence. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, great, cool. And he was like, yeah, this one has a new character in it. And I was like, oh, fantastic. <laughs> and I, I take the paper from his hand, and it's the cover of his new comic book, and it's called Dopey Dan Does Dumb Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I think he gets it. Like, I think... <laughs> I think he's no I think fool. my boy gets it. Um, Clint, did Dopey Dan do dumb stuff in this game? Dopey Dan started off the game on the first drive as the time offensive timeout. Timeout. Time, oh, timeout. Daniel, time you can't. You, Daniel, you only have three of those per episode. I hope you know. You should use okay, them. I want to call two of them right now. I'm oh, gonna, oh, you can... just. I want to get two of them out of the way right now. Can I go right ahead? And just. I want to. Sp- I'm going to spin those. 
Okay, now uh, carry on with what you were saying. Carry on now with the rest of our game plan that we had two weeks to prepare for. Real uh-huh. quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Dan did stupid things to begin the game, in the middle of the game, and then after the game. Had lots of, lots of, it seems mm. to me that Dan has many more words than he does answers on offense. It seems to me that way. Seems to me he has more quips and one-liners for those yes. holding microphones than he actually does for players wearing helmets to answer those who are stomping his team. Seems that, that way to me. To use the phrase of another deplorable former Florida head coach, Dan's really good at talking season. Is he he not? Oh, he is the king of talking season. Not great at football season, though, it turns out. No. Um, What did... um, what did Dan have to say after the game? Because this is, if you've not, if you're a Georgia fan and you've oh, not watched gosh. Dan Mullen's post game press conference, get yourself on the YouTubes and go and watch this press conference because um, it was a thing of absolute beauty. I was laughing out loud the entire time Correct. that I was watching it. Yeah, those of you who were driving back from Amelia's Island. And and trying to get some more seltzer water in your system, while you had a different kind of bucket next to you in shotguns. Yes. Hey, um, hey, a bucket's a bucket. You know, what a I'm bucket's saying? a bucket. Like, get home and YouTube this because Dan, after the game, uh, all the comments you just rattle off about how incredible third down was for us, how they couldn't stop us, how Kajer and From and Harrion and D Rob. And Blaylock, everybody was in sync, and we crushed them on third in Grantham. Daniel, you would anticipate when somebody asks a head coach of a team who just got destroyed on third down, lost the game on third down, mm-hmm. when they said, uh, hey, coach, you know, third down was, what was that like for you? You would imagine him to say, man, that was tough. That was hard. They beat us. That's where the game was won and lost. But no, Dan doubled down, and he said, I thought our third down D was pretty good. I thought I thought oh, we did good. okay on third down. Defense was well, okay on third down. It was. Hey yep. Trey Dean. Um sup, Trey Dean. Sup. Um remember that it was fun when you were gonna come to Georgia. Um now you're at Florida. That's fun. Hmm. That's fun too. Hmm. Um hey, when Lawrence Cager catches a ball two yards beyond the line of scrimmage and it's third and 11. Um, you might not want to let him run around you for nine, nine extra yards. Cause that's, that's called defense and that's yeah. third down. Dan's yeah. not concerned about that. No, he's he, not interested. He, he seemed to think that that was perfect technique is what Dan seemed to indicate to me. Cool. Cool. Okay. Daniel, what what else stood out to you from Dan's comments, pre post game, uh, anything? Dan Dan has a need, a deep rooted need to blame people. It seems like you know, yes. like I did not one time, not one time, did I hear Dan take personal responsibility for anything. It's not his fault. Now, Clint. We recently lost a game. Do you recall? Uh, I I do, painfully. Do you recall Kirby speaking with the media after said game? I do. 
Any any differences that stand out to you between the way Kirby addresses the media and the way Dan addresses the media after his team loses? I think Kirby was frank to say, we didn't play well, they did. Hats off to you, South Carolina. I think in summation, that was the short version of Kirby. Um, did Kirby go on and on about the officiating in the game? Nope, not one time. No, no. Well, that's a difference then between Dan and my favorite moment of the entire game. I rewound this so that my family could hear it. My favorite moment of the entire game was coming out of halftime. And, that you know, like Gary and we'll get to you, Gary, in a second. Well, I, I got something for you, Gary. I've already been. I've already. I've already. You already made me curse on the podcast once, Gary. But don't <laughs> don't act like I won't do it again. Um. You know, Gary and Brad are just up there yucking it oh, up, up in the gosh. booth talking about you know, the third quarter and halftime, blah, blah, blah. And now all of a sudden we're throwing it down to Jamie Erdahl. Mm-hmm. And, and poor Jamie Erdahl. She has a smirk first, on her face while she's about to say this, by the way. Did you notice that? She, oh, she can't help but laugh before the she attitude, states this. The attitude in her voice. So, like, listen, I'm going to tell you what she said, but you yeah. need to go back and listen to it because the way she said it, oh, first of all, T's and P's to Jamie Erdahl for having to work with Gary Danielson. Uh, in close proximity because that By can't the way, be easy. Sainthood vote came in. You are a saint for doing such. You're doing a heck of a job, Jamie. Keep keep doing you. Um, Jamie just recently spoke with Dan Mullen, and she says, just talk to Dan Mullen. Um, half of our conversation, and I'm not, <laughs> this, is, this is literally what she said. She yeah. said, half of our conversation was just him complaining about the officiating. <laughs> yep. That's how it started. Like her report on what Dan Mullen had said coming on a halftime. And then and I she think her said, question was, how are you going to do, how are you going to adjust coming into this half coach? Well, but before that, she said, then I finally had to say, well, <laughs> coach, you can't just complain about the officiating. What do you need? To, what do you need to do? <laughs> like when, listen, I'm not a genius when it comes to football. Okay. We already said we're not insiders. We're not experts. Like we're not like whatever. But if Jamie Erdahl, the sideline reporter is telling you how to be a better football coach and your uh-huh. job is to be a football coach, I don't know. Maybe think about a new line of work. Maybe. Um, maybe. That was my favorite moment of this game oh. because it was obviously the officials' fault, Clint, that they clearly that they lost the game. I mean, all those penalties that that didn't get called on us and mm-hmm. that did get called on them. I mean, it's not like they had any holding penalties that weren't called. Clint, did you see any holding on our no, Jordan, Jordan Davis carried a man who had a horse collar tackle, not holding. He, he should have been called for personal foul, horse collar tackling. Well, no, you, you misspoke. Horse collar. There was no yes. tackle. There was no tackle. Get, yes, you don't that's tackle true. Jordan Davis. <laughs> I did. You did. what I'm Jordan, trying to say? Jordan, the the man a, was acting as a cape to Jordan <laughs> Davis. If you had a metal baseball bat and he had exposed knees, you still couldn't tackle Jordan Davis. He ain't going down. No. Uh, uh, he, no. The only time he goes down is when Kyle Trask is with him. And it's like, Correct. that's what Jordan Davis did. He yeah. just said, I will wear you all the way to Kyle <laughs> Trask. And then I will put my 390 pound tsunami on top of him. Oh, and, gosh. It's so uh, good. 
Uh, Daniel, my favorite was the the comments of we got helped out. And Gary, by the way, how how badly does Gary want to be Gary Mullen? How, how bad does he want to be part of the Mullen family? Because Gary was just talking endlessly about how is that a catch? And oh, and co- did, did you see quote when they unquote, were doing the fourth quarter game recap yes, summary yes. on the bottom of the screen? It said controversial catch. Right. I want to clear something up. I want to clear something up, and you could use this on any Florida fan, which they won't listen to you, by the way, because logic goes out no, the window when you're a no, Florida fan. No, 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 but no, Gary, no. Gary, and Dan need to go ahead and do me a favor and go to if if you get out the rule book, rule article three sub point three D, Daniel. Okay, oh, no, article we're three sub points. We're busting out sub, some points. I'm, I'm busting out some points. Uh, a catch is a catch if you maintain control of the ball long enough to enable him to perform an act common to the game. Okay, so so did Cager have possession to make a football play? I don't know, like roll or or put two hands on the ball. Yes, he did. Subpoint D says if the ball touches the ground after the player secures control and continues to maintain control, and the elements above are satisfied. Wait, it is a catch. Okay, hey Dan, hmm. go to hey, your Dan. rule book. You're supposed to no, know this. This isn't. A- this isn't. NFL rules, okay? The ball can touch the ground if the player maintains control and if the ground did not assist him in catching it, which if you go back, Gary, you stupid moron of announcer who I would rather have Beth Moen than you, and I don't at me with that all day, every day. 100% Georgia fans, you can be as bitter as you want. Beth Moen's 10 times out of 10 over Gary Danielson. Gary Danielson's the dumbest human being that's ever lived. Correct. Uh, By the way, how bad was that when his when his grandson was him for Halloween lying on the ground injured. That was just my favorite thing in the entire world. Only only member of the Danielson family with a half a brain that I've yeah. seen so far. Uh, that was that was not assisted. That was just a catch is what that's called. That was part of the rules. Dan just can't help blame himself because he's dopey Dan. That's all there is. That's it. That's it. That's all there is. That's all there is. Um, so we're going to come back and we're going to hit segment, uh, three after this In segment three, we're going to hit some superlatives, which is MVP. Uh, and we're going to get to players that we think are fantastic, uh, in this game. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to getroman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping all right daniel we got some mvp awards to give out don't we we got Let's some players it. that uh, that showed us a thing or two about a thing or two daniel yep oh it's um, it's, um let's 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 get out let's dish out some superlatives um okay. uh, let's start with the offensive side of the ball listen there's any number of people that we could list off here gosh endless. i'm just gonna i'm just gonna cut right to the chase most valuable player not best player even though you could make an argument but most valuable player to our team when we don't have him wait for it we Uh lose games correct when we do have him hold on now we win games that actually makes him valuable i'm gonna go with big number 15 lawrence cager because he made he made every catch in the game. Don't at me. I think nope. he's made every catch 
this season. When we look back at this season, we're going to say he made every catch in the season. I wouldn't be surprised if he started blocking kicks next <laughs> because that's just the kind of guy he's going to block every seems, kick in every game like from is. here on out. Listen, the man had 130 yards receiving. Oh, jeez. But but everyone's favorite yards that he had receiving was the 52 yarder. Sure. I don't know if you noticed. I don't know how many times. How many times have you watched the game? Clint. I've Sunday watched it now. I've recording. watched it now two and a half. I have half the second half to watch after we record this. Have so you've seen the fifty-two yarder a few different times. I have. Um, maybe you noticed it was a complex route. There was a mm-hmm. lot of time. It took a lot of time to develop. It was hard play action. We'd run, 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 run. Hard play action. Mm-hmm. offensive line did a great job protecting Lawrence Cager ran a great route and for a second he was running stride for stride with a defensive back and then the defensive back started sprinting in the opposite direction of him mm-hmm. as if he was not even aware that he was there no I had no clue do you know that defensive back's name Clint I hold on let me Probably somebody that you and I didn't talk about last week. You, you can't make this stuff up, Georgia fans. You can't. You really can't. When you run your stupid mouth, <laughs> it things have a tendency of working themselves out. Sean Davis, what's how up? you doing? What's up, Sean? I saw somebody in this game that was average, but it wasn't DeAndre Swift. Nope. It was I, you. And by the way, he just paid you a compliment, Sean, because average is you're your okay out there. Bro, you blew it. You've just you just pissed over your shoes, man. Like you just you yeah. just couldn't find the toilet. <laughs> that's that's your boy Sean. Lawrence <laughs> Changer just out here making people look a fool. We went for two. And Gary Danielson was talking about all the nine different people that we were going to throw it to. I was standing up screaming at my television, we're going to throw it to 15, you moron. And then what did Jake do? Mm. Dude, Lawrence Cage is the MVP of this game, in my opinion, Clint. Uh, Hands down, just for the sake of giving them credit, because Lawrence Cage is the definitive number one, just to give them credit. If you guys were to ask Daniel and I after three weeks how our pass pro was, we were not going to be that excited. Okay? That's the tough thing about having a podcast is we're on yeah. record about a lot of things. And yeah. We were on record saying wrong. they were caca. Uh, mm-hmm. They were anything but this game. Jake Fromm did not even feel pressure. Two times he escaped pressure by running. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he squirted out of a couple of, of tight jams. But that offensive line held the the vaunted blitz and pass rush of the terrible, awful, horrible-looking Florida defensive. No, they were they were little puppies in the hand mm. of giant men. That's what they were. They were can you, they were neutered cats. Can you believe Lee Greenwood didn't even have a sack in this game? Nothing. It, is he even? Hey. Is he even still proud to be an American? Hey. Can't, no, uh, he, can't he is not. By the way, Zaniga, how uh, how you doing, bro? So, um, there were a couple of poor run assignments by yes. the offensive line, and when I say offensive line, 
I am doing a disservice to four men on the offensive line. I mean Isaiah Wilson. Um, Isaiah Wilson did not start this game well. And actually, I don't know if you noticed this. Cade Mays got injured uh-huh. in the game. But before Cade Mays got injured, Isaiah Wilson was playing guard. And Cade Mays had been moved to tackle. They had, they had switched positions on the right side of the line. Because Isaiah Wilson, the coaches did not feel like he could hang. Was oh, he was he got whipped a couple times early in the game. It was on run plays, not on pass plays. Um, but then when Mays went out and Cleveland came in, they moved Wilson back out of tackling, give him credit. He got some things adjusted. He responded. And he, he responded really well. Defensive MVP, Clint, who you got? Uh, I got my boy who has fought hard to win back into our favor. Tyler Clark was living in the backfield for a lot of this game, Daniel. He was Tyler blowing Clark. through. Uh, there was one time that little that little run that I think Piran got most of his yards off of. If Jordan Davis was on the other mm-hmm. side of the block, yep. Tyler Clark stops this for a three yard loss. Jordan Davis just kind of came over, went over the block too soon, and Piran squirted back through. Uh, but Tyler Clark was living in the backfield, disrupting plays. Uh, I am very impressed with his tenacity and his motor right now. Tyler Clark, thank you for being my defensive MVP. Uh, a lot of names you could go with. I think Richard LeCount played a heck of a game. Did he ever? We got okay. good Richard this game. How about fourth and inches? Dan Ooh. Mullen decides, let's pitch it all over the yard. And he throws it to the only person who caught a pass for Florida in the first half. Right. And there's Richard LeCount to knock that ball away. Maybe maybe the biggest defensive play of the game. Came Correct. right there at the beginning of the game. Complete tone setter. For the game. But I think you got to stick on the defensive line. Man, the defensive line was dominant in this game. And I'm going to go to the guy that I think is not just the defensive MVP of this game, but I think is the most undervalued player on the entire roster. Mm. And that is big number 10, Malik Herring. How you doing? This guy gets zero credit. He gets zero publicity. But he has he is slowly and quietly developing himself into a force, an animal on the yep. defensive line, Clint. Absolutely, um, no, couldn't agree more. Malik Herring on a uh, he he played the option that little RPO very well. Got down the line on a third down, stuffing the run to to set up big plays. Malik Herring, great job. Uh, a couple honorable mentions: uh, the best pass rusher that we got so far. Aziz, how you doing, bro? Come get some. When Aziz comes around that edge behind the quarterback, I just I start to Good feel night. all sorts of feelings. So Aziz, honorable mention. And we have to – he made the catch of the college football season. Daniel, how you doing, Harry? Best catch a Georgia player has ever made. Uh, Daniel, you asked me a couple episodes – I asked uh, – I set up the question, and then my answer was a little surprising. I said, would I rather have J.R. Smith or Harrion go down with a season-ending injury? And I said, J.R., I love you, but Harrion needs to play on the field. This is why. The, the dude just cares about it more. I've never seen anything. And then Kirby acted like – Kirby tried to slow play that in the press yeah. conference. He acted like that was no big deal. Come on. Don't be an idiot, Kirby. You ain't <laughs> never seen Brian Harry make a catch like that. Man, no, nobody's Brian, ever Brian seen didn't Brian. even didn't even think he was going to do that. Okay, golly, that play, um, uh, that was unbelievable. And then lastly, DeAndre Swift had himself not Swift expectation numbers, 
But I'll tell you what, if Swift doesn't stone a couple blitzers on the line of scrimmage and give Jake time to throw, we don't win this game. Swift, you you stoned a couple guys, hacked their legs out from underneath them. Great blitz pickup. I mean, there was a couple where he was diving at the kneecaps, but then there was a few where he just manned up and said, you want some of this? Come Bring get, it. Come get some of this Philly style because I'll, mm-hmm. I'll show you what he's all about. Mm-hmm. Listen, my dad's not the only one in the weight room. <laughs> fellas like i get i can get after it too a little guess bit. who shares dna uh, me <laughs> i guess who's got two thumbs shares dna with my dad and can whip you in a pass protection situation <laughs> this guy oh uh, man that's all we got for today yep. georgia fans we've already gone over our time but listen that's this is how it's gonna be all week like we got we got come back to say come back we'll be back tomorrow uh give us a rating give us a review follow us uh you're gonna want to be around all week so just go ahead and subscribe to the podcast um you can email us locked on bulldogs at gmail.com if you've got uh feedback or thoughts or opinions or you've got a mailbag question or you just want to give us a shout out uh we would love to hear from you you can uh email us there you can hit us up on twitter at dogs podcast um uh, we will be back tomorrow we will be talking about more things about the florida game we'll be playing some would you rather um, uh, we will be giving you some things that we're excited about moving forward, nervous about some things you might not want to sleep on all sorts of that conversation. Plus a bunch more, uh, talking about this game. We'll see you guys then. See ya.